When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. But if you want to talk anything else, Black Ferns, Breakers, Black Caps, jump on the phone, 0800 150 811. We will keep the lines open until 10 o'clock. You could be our caller of the month as well and a chance to win Oklahoma Joe's Blackjack Charcoal Kettle Grill. And we'll kick it off with Nick from Dunedin. G'day, Nick. There you go, Sammy. Very hey, well, um, mate. You're way a bit, under, bit underwhelming, but, I mean, I think everyone can see as clear as day that the top all black team to the, to the B team, and that team on Saturday night was the B team. I mean, you bring in bring in the A team with your Barrett, your you know your forwards all coming. It'd be a completely different score. Do you agree though that Nick, if you put those fifteen up, because I I, do, I I know it's not a full strength New Zealand side, but you put those fifteen players up on paper against the Japanese play, uh, players, and I think position to position, we, that's that's a much stronger team than theirs, including their lock, who was on d- international debut as the player of the game. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, we, we didn't play very well. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, to be fair, I mean. Some of those boys, it was the first run in nearly six weeks. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't be reading too much into it. I mean, I think we'll quite comfortably beat Scotland, um, Wales, then we'll go through to Scotland. I mean, England's going to be a big test. So, mm. yeah, interesting times. I mean, I can't. The, Foster's there for the World Cup. I mean, Foster's not going nowhere at the moment. Mm. Oh, it's interesting. So we're looking at to suck it up. It's interesting that you raised um, the break as well because that was I, – I actually put out a tweet, Nick, um, just before the game ended. I said, oh, here, here's a list of uh, things I think Foster's going to say in the post-match press conference, and one of them was, oh, you know, a bit rusty after a long break. Um, well, I can tell you that Japan haven't played a game since the first week of September. So they've actually had okay, just yeah. as much time off, if not more, just than the All Blacks. Off. You know, it's and yeah. the thing is, Nick, you know, I, I – I don't like to be too pessimistic, but I if this was a one-off, like if we had played really well this year and we had this one-off game against Japan, I'd buy all those excuses. It's just the fact that after every one of these games this year, it seems like we're just saying the same thing over and over again. And the yeah, idea... Right. I, going back to Finley, yeah, I know, definitely here. Finley, Christie had a terrible game. I mean, once Aaron Smith come on, I noticed the rope was a wee bit faster. So, yeah, I don't know, Finley, Christie's the, the right the right man to be fair mm. yeah I mean it's I think the northern I think the the Japanese game isn't going to be a game where we figure out who should be in what position I know a lot of people made uh, a big point of Steven Perifeta's performance at the fullback I just think he was the product of a team that was sort of struggling up the front as well I think we're going to we're going to get a much better barometer over these three games up north but it just is disappointing to me Nick that we weren't able to you know, string string a much more fluid and cohesive performance against a Japanese team that, like I said, hasn't has also hasn't played in six or seven weeks. Yeah, I got on you. Hey, thanks for your time. Nah, 
Appreciate it, Nick. Thanks for calling in. 0800 150 if you want to jump aboard the conversation. Chris is texting saying it's just a standard All Blacks performance. Don't worry, Ian Foster is strong. Um, I do agree with Nick. The, the, we're not going to change anything now. You know, we, we've, that ship has sailed. Um, New Zealand rugby have well and truly hitched their wagon to the horse that is Ian Foster for the World Cup, and they will, in my mind, reap the repercussions of, of that if should we lose the World Cup. And I don't think we any chance at this stage to win that Rugby World Cup next year. Zade's called in from Auckland. G'day, Zade. Good morning, um, Sam. Uh, the, the Black Caps' performance... Um, it was didn't start well, but there's just it's it's definitely the team. There's always players, someone that wants to back up. Um, it sh- it just shows the the strength of the team, and there's the team that's got a good coach, not like the All Blacks. Gary Stead, he's been in the team for a few years now, and Glenn Phillips with the poise, hundred and four. He's a you know professional young young gun and took it took the team on his um. On his arms, as we'd say, you know, he took took the team and um, fired that 104 when the Black Caps needed it. And the Bowen performance, Trent Bowen, Tim Salve, just do what they do. If you've never seen sporting athletes as good as those two, mm. I don't know what you've seen. Um, yeah, Trent Bolt, four wickets for nothing, Tim Salve, and then the rest do, do, do what they do, you know. It's just a really good performance. I'd probably have to say it might be the performance of the weekend. And the breakers are hot. The breakers are... Uh, Probably the hottest team of the weekend, actually. I'd have to say, um, yeah. What about, the, what about the, the Black Ferns, Zade? We've got, got a lot of hot teams this weekend, really, don't we? All, all three of them, for mine, yeah. were, all, were all absolutely scintillating. I imagine you probably watched the uh, the Jake Paul fight as well yesterday. Uh, no, I don't, I don't like him. I don't, I don't care about him. <laughs> um, Dylan, sorry, I want to talk about the Rugby League quickly before I go. Yes, please do. Um, Dylan, Dylan Brown was horrible off the kicking tee. Oh, well, actually, all, I think um, it was about. I think there was three different kickers in the game um, on the weekend. Uh, yeah, I think what, Jordan Rappin had a couple. And, um, we actually didn't play well at all to beat Ireland. Only I think we left a lot of points out on the pitch, and mm. we didn't look that good. Jerome Hughes was pretty much a one hat, one uh, man band, and that was about it. The rest of the team looked really, really dis, disjointed, and we need to fix a kicker that someone can kick. I don't know how we didn't fix this before the tournament. Mm, I agree, Zaid. I think kicking is going to be a big problem. You know, it's the sort of thing that can lose you um, a semi-final. Well, well, they've got about four kickers as well. They've got Latrell that can kick goals. Um, You know, they'll have Daddy Cherry Evans who can kick goals. So, yeah, there's there's quite a few in that team. And and it could be the difference. You know, if you're talking about a a 24-22 scoreline and you miss three or four of your conversions, well, there's your margin right there. Um, I agree with you, Zade, though. It does look clunky at the moment. And someone raised a really good point, actually, Fonzie, um, who's got a great Twitter account who um, analyzes a lot of rugby league, um, in particular the Warriors and the Kiwis. And he said, what what the teams in our pool have done a really good job of is forcing us into the middle. Um, so not letting us play out wide. And that's why we're sort of rushing things a little bit. We don't look cohesive when you watch England and Australia, their edges, especially Australia, are, are very scary. So if we can't get that right against Fiji, then yeah, I, I will be very worried heading into that semi-final against Australia. Thanks for your calls, Abe. Give us a call, 0800-150-811. Jump on the conversation. We can talk some All Blacks. We can talk some Black Ferns or some Black Caps. Um, but, yeah, I'm particularly focusing on the All Blacks. And, look, I don't really know what the answer is because, it can, like I said before, you're not going to get rid of Foster. He's there until the World Cup. We have to accept that. But, you know, are there other positional changes that we need to make short of, you know, clearing the whole ship out, which we don't want to do? Who Who... Should we be calling in? I think with some of these replacements, I mean, 
a lot of people saying, what does Duplessis Karifi have to do to find his way into the All Black squad? I mean, there's been injuries now and cover called in. Duplessis Karifi still misses out. We'd like to see Damian McKenzie uh, coming back into the All Blacks fold as well. We'll take a short break and we'll come back with your calls after this. Got calls on the line. Graham from Wired Up is calling. G'day, Graham. Hey, Sammy. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Um, yeah, I agree with you that uh, the ABs aren't up to um, the standard that we uh, we want uh, and appreciate. But just putting it into perspective, who's the hot favourite for the uh, Rugby World Cup, mate? France. Yep. France beat Japan a couple of weeks ago, 2015. Mm-hmm. Just putting it into perspective. Not even, um, and, and I know we're talking. I know we're talking about an All Blacks B team. That was a French C or D team. But yep, take your point. Yep, yep. Just putting that into perspective, mate. Because uh, the um, the first game I think was forty two twenty three something like that to uh, to France. So they comprehensively beat them. But uh, but um, apparently uh, Japan were in front, and France rescued that second test um, and late in the last ten minutes. Yeah. Look, Graham. Like I, it's not the excuses for the reason why it was close that get to me. It's the fact that they're the exact same excuses we've heard after, you know, our performance against Australia where we nearly lost with the Bernard Foley, you know, error at the end. The, the excuses that came after the Ireland series, you know, it's the excuse after South Africa. It, to me, as a standalone, if, if we had had a great year and this had happened, that without a shadow of a doubt, I'd be singing off everyone's song sheet, including Ian Foster's. But the fact that it just seems the same stuff every time, it's wearing very, very thin. Yeah, no, I agree with you, mate. And um, um, the, 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 I suppose the bottom line is the All Blacks are not what the All Blacks used to be. They don't command the respect anymore. Um, when people know that we're, um, you know, other teams know that we're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the exploitation, I suppose. There's the chance there. And um, and now they go out revved up 100%, 100% they're going to give us a good go. Yeah. And if we're not quite ready or thinking that we're better than everybody... It's a wrong attitude. I agree, Graham. And and I'll just pick up I'll just pick up on a little point there. And I know um I was talking to Steph this morning. He's gonna go pretty hard on this after midday. One thing that I think comes in, into it as well is that the All Blacks are, are real sticklers for process. And it's a process over the last ten years, you know after 2019, uh, a, a over 10 years that worked. You know, we, we had a game plan, we had the players, we had the mental edge over teams, and things went our way. The problem I think we're seeing now with the All Blacks is as soon as that process begins to be pulled apart or something gets thrown at us that's a little bit different, it's like we have no plan B. I, I said at the top, it, it almost almost was like our game plan got stolen 10 minutes before kickoff, and everyone's looking at each other going, oh, what do we do? You know, everyone's looking around, and it's sort of I mean we, we obviously won the game which is which is at the end of the day the most important part but it did feel like at times we didn't know how to combat Japan that's right and like you say you've got to have layers of a game um, that you can um, interpret at mm-hmm. different stages of the game are we in trouble we go to this we need to do yes. this um, that, that is missing Yep, totally agree with you Grant. hey appreciate you call my friend uh, 0800 if you'd like to jump aboard I got Joe from Gizzy g'day Joe morning Sammy morning Sammy I see you're on a heater again this morning <laughs> So uh, I love it when you're as passionate as me, mate. You know, it's a big weekend of sport and, you know, I'm trying to watch three different screens at once and my missus is like, what's happening here? <laughs> you know, you got the Blackburns on, you're waiting on the cricket, you know, you got the, we've got the All Blacks. Mm. Listen, you know, when we look back across those 10 years, you're talking about those processes. Mm. We have once-in-generational players. Well, we've got Carter and we've got McCaw who led and they had the Franks boys. We had a lot of guys around them who, who were generational players. And no matter who was there, they put the foot on the throat and they knew when to close games out. At the moment, we're looking at young players coming through. We're looking at so many positional changes for the sake of it. We're looking at 
Yeah, you know, Peter struggled the weekend when he stepped up that level. Mm. So all going on about, uh, you know, I mean, Papa Lee, you had an amazing one season of Super Rugby when they got to a final and got beat. We couldn't get him across the line. He's come on. I was down on the Island Series at a few games. He went missing, Sammy. Mm. He steps up again off the bench. We don't have generational players. We have players who are all blacks. We have, you know, you're right. We have a massive focus on our financial systems, our signing contracts to continue to keep these players. We're in trouble if young players get four or five caps and decide they want to go to France for triple the money. Mm. We don't have the base anymore. We're a little bit like Australia, where we don't have the depth that we used to have. And the black jersey hasn't got the aura for the people in it anymore in New Zealand. Money is hugely attractive to young people now, or families. You know, you get injured, you blow your year out, you blow your career out, what do you got left? So what we're finding now is, let's go to Japan. Japan C-team, playing against all-black C-team, get an absolute bath on the weekend. But Japan come mongrel up. This is their biggest World Cup. This is their World Cup of this year. And you see the way Leach led them. You see them led by four Kiwis, right? Uh, four, five Tongan boys. And I was looking for half the Japanese side in there. But you know, that, that team stood up. They had honour. They, 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 you know, held their face in Japan, they were amazing. We got across the line. We, we once again have this issue where we have to use our entire bench, Sammy. You know, why can't people sit on the bench and get players who take control of the game and get us across the line and say, not this week, boys. Mm. You know, we're a bit tight. We, we don't have that mentality anymore. When McCaw and uh, Carter led that team, nobody came off the bench for them. Nobody. They sat there. You remember the days of Fitzy? When um, Hickory sat on the bench behind him mm. for a 60 odd game. These boys, right, feel entitled. I'm going to get a start. I'm going to get a start. And the, the worst one this year, obviously, Mr. Pettifetta, who got 40 seconds for his debut and a loss. But what we're finding now is other teams have our systems. Other teams over the last 10, 15 years have been coached by Kiwis, taken all our secrets. And now the depth there and the focus in France, outstanding. Right, they used to be a team that used to play like like our seven side did, like the Warriors do, Sammy. Yeah. You know, open open run. You know who is going to turn up? You know, get beat by forty or lose by forty. But now they've got structures in place, and now they've got a youth team that's come through from the twenties to into the top team. And some coach, some Frenchman, has got some common sense and said, "Let's keep them together." And look what the flourishing is. The best thing is that France win the World Cup in France. Oh, I live in France for six years. It's, they love it in the South, Sammy. Love it. It's like a passion. We don't love it here. You know, you go to a club game over there, 20,000, 25,000 every weekend. We got a club game here, you'd barely get 500. Mm. Oh. So what we're doing, you're right, I'm all with you. You know, we're, we're top heavy. We're top heavy with our investment. Look at the little bit of money that they've given to the professor and Ted and some of those people that he uses. You know, I suspect he'd be on half a boat. That entire squad be on half a boat in salary. <laughs> but look where they've brought New Zealand. Look at the young girls who want to play. Not just sevens, now fifteens. You know, we've seen it in New Zealand. So that's our future. The big debacle about the one AM first fifteen rugby in Auckland. Yeah, we've gone about that wrong once again. We're doing things wrong, right? But I tell you what, the best thing I've seen this year, Sammy, outside of the All Blacks, Wellington. You know, they start off poorly. They've got a young team of young players together led by an absolute mongrel in, 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 our, in our open side flanker, and they won, the, they won the shield. And then they toppled Canterbury and Canterbury, right? And, and so let's invest back in the NPC, like you say, Sammy. Let's bring those players through so we've got a base. 
because we're losing it. Mm. And, and that's what I see. The top, we're going to go to, we're going to go to Europe, mate. We're going to beat Wales. We're going to beat Scotland. You know, we are. I don't care what people are saying. That, that, that is, they'll put a top team out. The Barrett boys will come back. You know, Smithy will start. We'll get a, our pack will come back. And guess what? Unfortunately, without Retellick, you know, but, you know, one of those other locks are going to step up and we'll knock them over. We will. That's just how it goes. But everyone's on a heater. We all understand it because we're fearful of next year what's going to happen. And, and, and you did right, Sammy. We're top heavy. We need to work it out for the long run. And we just need to sign Scott Robinson now and say, hey, let's look, let's look past 2023 and let's go. Joey, great call, mate. Very, very good points. Um, I just sat here nodding along the whole time, mate. There are people out there, a lot of, a lot of people, actually 99% of you that are, that are a lot smarter in the game of rugby than I am. Like, like you said, Joey, I'm just, I'm just passionate. That's what I am. And uh, look, I don't profess to be a rugby guru by any means. I, I just watch, um, appreciate, uh, analyse and and hopefully give out a, a little bit of opinion. Just just on a point that, that Joey did make there um, about the generational talent thing. I, I do get that. I get that we don't have the players that we used to have um, in our golden period. But I raised this point a couple of weeks ago as well. There were times in All Blacks history where we also didn't have generational players. I'm thinking sort of pre-2009 where we weren't losing to sides like Japan. We weren't getting towed up by an island. We weren't getting close to losing to, to Australia on a regular basis. So... Yeah, I know that the the world people saying the world is caught up. You know, I think there's one team genuinely that has caught up, and that is Ireland. You know, Australia have always been a decent rugby side. South Africa always strong. France always tough to beat. England always at the top. These sides haven't quote unquote caught up. They've always been there. I think the All Blacks have taken steps backwards. I think that's what's happened, and and you can view that in a sort of similar vein, I guess. But I feel like they've they've taken steps backwards as, as opposed to teams taking a step up. And look, the the, the truth is there, there are answers to this question of what's going on with the All Blacks at the moment. There are genuine answers there, other than just Ian Foster's not a good coach. That might be one answer for some people, but there are other answers, you know, around generational talent, around rest and rotation, around you know, if you want to say the world catching up, um, but. I think Joey's right. I think we probably do beat Scotland, fingers crossed, we beat Scotland and Wales. Um, but then I do think we lose to England at Twickenham. And I think it sort of papers over the cracks because once again we'll get told that it's the end of a long tour, the end of a long season, um, tough place to play, etc. cetera. Um, I'll go back to one point, which I always make. And amongst all of this conversation, can you sit here and tell me, and a few people on text machine as well that are disagreeing with me, can you sit here honestly and say, that the All Blacks are going to win the World Cup in 2023. Can you genuinely look me in the eye and say, yep, we're going to win it? Because I can't do that. Based off what we're seeing at the moment, I can't do that. Um, we'll try and just squeeze in Steve really, really quickly. We do have to take another break. Steve uh, from Auckland, g'day, mate. Yeah, g'day, mate. I'll make it real quick. Uh, Women's World Cup yep. for me starts this weekend. Um, You've got three of the three of the best sides playing. Um, going to be a big effort from the Black Ferns to get across the... Um, to get across the whitewash. Uh, just in terms of uh, France, uh, they're going to be very hard to beat. Um, on the on the All Blacks, I pretty much agreed with everything that Joey said, but I think there might be a reality check that we are now one of the pack. Mm. Mm. I agree with you. I agree with you, Steve. I think we're we're definitely off that top perch. We're we're in amongst the the rest of them. Where anyone can beat us on our day, and uh, 
that's good for world rugby. Of course, that's good for world yeah. rugby. Um, and, and my my um, I guess criticism as well isn't the fact that we do lose games because every team loses games. Let's be honest. Even the best teams in the world in any sport do yeah. lose games. But you want to be losing them, I guess, in the right way. You know, you, you want to be losing them in a, in one of those classic test matches that we always see, rather than a very very poor performance from the All Blacks, which is what we're getting used to. I think in in twenty twenty three, um, uh, twenty twenty two. Sorry, thanks for your call, um, Stevie. We'll take a quick break. Couple of other callers on the line. Then we'll get to you right after this. We've got Zane on the line. G'day, Zane. Good morning, there, Sammy. Nice to talk to you, my friend. Yeah, good to talk to you, mate. How are you? Oh, not bad. Um, these All Blacks, I kind of feel like a bit of a broken record because I called up Staffy and Smithy about the same time last year. Mm. Um, it starts like you take a few steps back. What's the direction they're actually trying to take this team in right now? And from a outside perspective, it seems like let's play every professional player in New Zealand and the All Blacks a few times just so we can get a bit of depth in case we need them at the World Cup um, which then leads to lack of continuity and selection which then leads to disjointed play and so forth and like you can't see a, a set game plan mm. and with the game plan like how do you create like a, a game plan that it's going to deliver results for you when you've got like Geordie Barrett at six foot four, you know, um, at second five. One week, then you got Roger to us at Sheik there the next week. They're completely different kinds of players. So how are you going to have a, a similar game plan around them? It's just, uh, it's a joke. Mm. And you look at guys like RTS, you know, how much I love my Warriors, and I'm a big fan of him, but it just feels like they played him and Perifeta to appease the bloody pundits who are complaining about it all the time, <laughs> or maybe just to give them a chance. And you don't develop a 27-year-old guy in the All Blacks jersey no, you develop him before he gets in your play. Totally. You know, you know because he's delivering, not because of what he might deliver. Mm. That's where it comes down to for me. So how do you how do you deliver when you're changing the people every bloody week? Yeah, oh, I totally agree with you, Zane. I know you know in the line of work that you do, you know very much how important it is to to work that all out. And I just think that the All Blacks, like you say, are, are sort of it just doesn't uh, to me that they're stuck in that process that they've had that mentality for the last ten years, and and it's time to innovate and change. I mean, all the other teams are doing it. Why aren't we? People say that you know Japan Japan came with a brilliant game plan. Well, how are we not efficient enough to combat that? I, I just that's the question I ask. Um, we're running out of time, Zane. What uh, what hole are you on? Uh, I'm coming up onto the fourth, mate. Brilliant. Two over. And you're playing well so far? <laughs> Two over, no, you said. Mate, driving, driving like an all black. <laughs> 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 Brilliant, Zane. Appreciate your call as always, mate. Uh, Zane there uh, on the course, as he likes to do on a Monday morning. Uh, 0800 if you want to jump on the conversation. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto, don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.